What's up, everybody? This is the Dynasty Kings Podcast. Welcoming all fantasy football competitors, junkies, addicts, degenerates in some cases. I am your commissioner and host, known on Sleeper as Snark Pilot. Um, if you're on Twitter, you can also find me at Snark Pilot DFF. Same profile picture, very easy to find. So this is going to be a show that's geared toward my leagues, the Dynasty Kings leagues and the owners in those leagues. If you came across this show some other way, you're also welcome. If you hear something you like, you can always hit me up and we can see about getting you into one of those leagues going forward. So let's get into it. So just to let you guys know a little bit about what's been going on, um, I had mentioned doing this podcast back in the end of the fantasy season. Um, I've actually been recording it in bits and pieces since then. I think about Christmas weekend was when I started. Not real happy with how it was coming out. There's This is my first time ever doing anything like this. There's apparently uh, a lot that goes into recording something like just just getting the levels right and everything that when you splice it all together, it just doesn't sound right. So what I'm going to do today and what I'm sitting down to do right now is I'm just going to record this whole thing in one long take. I'll edit out any mistakes and then get it posted. Um, so just to let you guys know, I'm sure you're not expecting any kind of thing professional. We're just talking here. I just want to talk to you guys, let you know what's going on. Start out by telling you a little bit more about myself. Um, as you've already noticed, my name is Snark Pilot on all the different platforms, as I mentioned. Um, my real name is Tim. You've probably seen that on LeagueSafe. I'm from Philadelphia, born and raised here, still live within the city limits here. Um, you may be able to tell that by my accent if that comes through at some point. We don't think we have an accent in Philadelphia, but uh, we actually do. It gets made fun of on Saturday Night Live and other places. Uh, it's kind of like a cross between this like East Coast urban sound and accent, but mixed with, mixed with some like Midwest Fargo sounding bullshit, so... I'll apologize for that ahead of time if that comes through. Also should mention while I'm talking about being from Philly uh, that I tend to curse a lot. I use curses as adjectives. I use them as nouns, use them as verbs kind of often. So if for some reason, I don't know why you would, you have like kids around while you're listening to this or something and that's important to you, just just letting you know up front. A um, little bit about my history with fantasy football. I started playing fantasy football back in what I think was the late 90s. Uh, we were drafting Emmett Smith and Barry Sanders as our two top picks every year at the time. Guys like Jerry Rice, John Elway, Steve Young, Chris Carter were all still playing in the league. I remember when Terrell Davis had his breakout season. That was actually the first player I ever drafted. Uh, I remember when Randy Moss came into the league as a rookie. So just to give you a time frame on that. My second year... Um, I already was starting my own leagues, just the kind of guy I am. I always think I can do things better. I want to set up the right rules and get the best settings. Uh, we were using things like PPR and flex positions back then, kind of before they really became popular. Um, so 
we would get the uh, people would call their lineups into me by phone at the time. They would call in trades or free agent pickups to me by phone. Sometimes leave this stuff on my answer machine. Um, every Monday and Tuesday, I would get the newspaper. I would go to the box score page, and I would add up all of the scores myself. Let everybody know who won. Call people, post it in the bar, post it at work. And that's how we ran our leagues back then. Uh, for the young bucks out there who don't know what a fucking newspaper is, this is an item that, picture the internet, uh, but it's on real big pages in black and white, and you had to pay 50 cents to a dollar a day to read it. So I ran my own leagues for about seven or eight years, got out of fantasy football together for a little while, found my way back into it in 2019, and then found dynasty in 2020 and it kind of struck me as okay this is the way dynasty fantasy football should be played uh and in that same vein i immediately thought i need to create my own leagues i want to get these things going get the best rules together get the best people together and uh that kind of leads us to where we are right now i am running 10 leagues currently on sleeper under the dynasty king's name I'm probably going to be adding a few more this year. Uh, so what this show is going to be about is a wrap-up of the 2020 season and a look forward to the offseason and into 2021. Um, touch on some things like rules and get ahead of some things like recruitment, if we can. Um, there's going to be four parts in total. The first part is going to be about the off-season schedule, just kind of point out some landmarks along that uh, schedule that help you manage your teams better and know what to expect. The second part, we're going to talk about rule changes, potential rule changes, so we can get into that a little bit. Um, third part is just going to basically be a little bit about what we can do together to keep these leagues going, keep them a little bit of a cut above some of the other leagues that are out there uh, that you might be a part of. And then the final part is going to be a look forward to some new leagues that I'm going to be starting up and launching this year. And also maybe talk about a couple other shows that might be happening on this channel. Uh, but first, I want to get to the winners from 2020. I want to give a shout out real quick. These are the first inaugural winners of all these leagues um so let's just go right through that real quick dynasty kings won winner was the consultant the consultant was a three seed coming into the playoffs pushed his way through three rounds and won the title he's one of our uk players we actually had an all uk championship in that league which is a little bit sad guys to be honest considering this is fucking american football so this is not like fantasy soccer um, it's a little bit embarrassing. So if the guys in that league want to kind of step up and defend uh, our country. But the consultant won that league, so congrats to him. Dynasty Kings 2, Slavo, uh, wins that league. He was the two seed. He was a powerful team all year. Took it all the way through to the title. What can you say about Slavo? Some of the guys know him. He could be a pain in the ass sometimes, let's be honest. But... He is good at this when he puts the work in, and that's proven here as he wins the title in that league. Dynasty Kings 3, C. Campbell, 64. C. Campbell was the number one seed in that league. 
Um, he finished with a 24-2 and two record, one of only two guys across all 10 of my leagues to finish with that record. So his team was strong. Uh, this is the Twitter league that I have. Um, very competitive at the top, but C. Campbell was able to hold together and win that chip. Dynasty Kings 4. Tampa Tommy sucks. Uh, apparently Tampa Tommy does not suck because he was another guy who was the one seed all year. Um, very strong team, and he put it together. Now, mention here, if you were in a playoff game or a title game that you th that you thought was close and it was frustrating because you were on the losing end of that, Tampa Tommy Sucks won his playoff game by .01 points. I'm sorry, the championship game by .01. So that was by far the closest. So congrats to Tampa Tommy. Um, as far as the Dynasty Kings Elite Championship Series, for those of you who don't know, that's a four-league, 48-team series that I run, and there's uh, four separate leagues. So I'm just going to go through the winners. I'm not in three of those leagues, so I don't know as much details about the teams who won, so I'm just going to kind of run through these four. In the red league, it was Jayville 84 who won that title. He was the two seed coming into the playoffs, got the bye, won the two games, took the title. In the blue league, it was Carnage Reigns. I believe Carnage Reigns was the leader in that league the whole year, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. He was the one seed going into the playoffs and took that crown. In the green league, Niners, two, three, four, five. Now, I know he was not, uh, he was a four seed coming in, made some moves, got his team together at the right time, and won that title. In the yellow league, similar story, instant classics, a four seed coming into the playoffs. Um, I know he made some deals during the year too, and he got that team going at the right time and won the title. And then the final two leagues are Dynasty Kings IDP 1 and 2. Reason I mentioned those together, same guy won both leagues, Miho. He was a three seed in one league, the four seed in the other league. No bye weeks coming into those playoffs, but somehow he was able to battle it out Won both titles in both of those leagues. No small feat. Uh, these are 14-team leagues with very deep rosters. So shout out to Miho on both of those victories, and he would be the first multi-league winner in Dynasty Kings. So these are the teams you guys are, are looking to take out next year, and congrats to all those guys for their 2020 performance and the money that came with it. So... Let's get into the actual heart of the show here. Uh, the first part of this episode is going to be talking about, like I said, the off-season schedule. Now, there's going to be a written version of this posted in all of your leagues with the uh, kind of skeleton look at the date, important dates and what's important. But we'll be able to get into it in a little bit more deep detail here. Um, the first thing I want to get into is the roster cuts. A lot of people have asked me about this in some of the chats um, this is related to the COVID rules that we created. Everybody was kind of putting it together as they went along with the COVID stuff last year. We all know that what we did in these leagues, what I did, um, my intention was to keep it as simple as possible so that you didn't have to keep shuffling guys on and off of your IR every week when they were designated with COVID or, or lost the COVID designation. So we just added a bunch of extra bench spots. Um, we knew they weren't permanent. But that's what we did. So in the offense-only leagues, there was 
seven bench spots added. Now you're gonna be able to keep two of those, but five are gonna be taken away. So going into 2021, you will have five less bench spots than you have right now. In the ITP leagues, that was doubled. We added 14 spots to the bench. You're gonna be able to keep four of those spots. So your 2021 roster will have 10 less bench spots than you have right now. So when do the roster cuts need to be made is the main question. Uh, the first date on that is going to be March 17th. Wednesday, March 17th is the official date that the NFL 2021 calendar begins. It's also the date that NFL free agency officially opens. So we're going to use that same day to be the opening day for our free agency. Right now, free agency and waivers is locked. It won't open until March 17th. On that day, I will go in and I will take out the bench spots that I just mentioned. Um, it's also the day that your FAB account will be restored to the $100 off-season budget for all teams. So, you don't necessarily have to make your cuts that day. As you know, if you're shown to be over the roster limits on Sleeper, it just prevents you from doing certain things. So, if you want to pick up free agents right away at that time, then yes, you would have to be within the roster limits. If you don't want to be if you're, if you're not interested in picking up free agents right away, then you, you will have uh, some time. The actual official date would be uh, the day before your rookie draft starts. That's going to be the deadline when the cuts have to be made. Now, another thing I'll mention here is the taxi squad. Why does a taxi squad matter? Well, taxi squad, we're going to be handling it a little, in a little bit more of a casual way than was first intended in some of my early leagues. It's basically going to reset every year. So each year, anybody who's under that three-year experience in the NFL limit is eligible for your taxi squad, even if they were, weren't on it before. So you can start doing that right now. If your league has been renewed, you'll see that if you go into your roster right now, you can move people on and off the taxi. So that can be done through the entire offseason. So if you use players on your taxi during the 2020 season and you have empty spots, for each empty spot you have on your taxi, that's one less player that you would have to cut. Um, the next item on the calendar would be when are 2022 league fees due? The date for that is going to be Friday, April 30th. This is the day after the NFL draft starts. The NFL draft starts the Thursday night, the night before. Friday, April 30th is the due date for dues. If you want to pay earlier than that, you can. I would like to have everybody paid and committed earlier than that. And the, the other thing that goes along with that is when you pay is when your 2022 picks become available to you as tradable assets. So just like during the season, if you pay early, you can then trade those picks. Uh, if not, then you get them when you pay, which is Friday, April 30th. Um, and then the final item, obviously, is the rookie draft itself. This is pretty straightforward. The date for it has already been posted in your league. Um, there are going to be linear drafts, uh, four rounds worth of picks in the offense leagues, seven rounds worth of picks in the IDP leagues. There will be one extra round tacked onto the bottom of these drafts. The reason for that is very simple. When we get to the end of the second round and the second and third round in the in uh, IDP one and two, um, we will be pausing the draft and taking manually the pick from the person who won the consolation prize. Um, we'll just log that in that extra round at the bottom and then unpause the draft. So don't trade those extra picks. You got to, you got to, 
You got a fifth rounder in the offensive league and an eighth rounder that are not tradable. Just ignore those. It's not that complicated. Um, and the other draft item I would mention is that all drafts are going to be four hours per pick this year. We did have some leagues that were one hour per pick during the startups. That's not going to be the case anymore. All leagues are converting to four hour per pick drafts. It's just, it's only fair to make sure that everybody has a fair shot and nobody gets short change if they have busier schedules. So the next section here is going to be about the rules. Now, listen, one thing I noticed during this first year of all these leagues is that people don't necessarily like rule changes. People don't, maybe they just don't like change in general. I understand there's reasons for it. If you drafted your team a certain way and the rules were what they are, you don't want those rules changed. Well, obviously, we would never change anything that had to do with point scoring, that would have to do with the roster makeup of your team um, without a vote and without putting it in, without waiting a year or two to instate that rule. So that would never happen. All the other stuff that we're going to talk about that's not point scoring or roster related, some of it might go through without a vote, but if, if it is any of those aspects, it would always have a vote. So one thing that uh, a couple other people mentioned to me in the league chats was that, uh, why are you changing rules already? Well, I look at it more as less of changing rules and more of we're still kind of establishing rules. These leagues are only one year old. We want to make sure we get it right. Everything I put in place at the beginning, some of it I was wrong about. I'm wrong sometimes. And some of it I think of ways to improve it. So we want to get these rules established while the leagues are still young. So when I'm creating settings and rules for my leagues, I have two things that I'm focused on focused on. The first thing is fairness and balance. Um, examples of things that are related to fairness and balance are uh, the median scoring, which I really love. Make sure that you have a good week, you get something for it. Um, we want to make sure everybody has a fair chance to win. Um, that includes going to the playoffs. That means that's why you have to start full lineups every week, good lineups every week, your best lineup, I should say. Um, balance, you want to have good balance among all the positions. Uh, that's the goal when you create these leagues. And then the other aspect that I'm looking at is activity. Dynasty leagues that are active survive. It's really that simple. If you look into it, this is what keeps leagues going. Um, you have your startup draft. You have access to every player in the league during that draft. Um, after that, there's no chance to ever get those veterans again, except through the trade market. So what we're looking to do here is to always have active leagues. Balance between the positions helps that. And it helps to try to put rules in place that are going to promote activity. So that's kind of what I'm always looking to do. Now, the first thing I want to get to, and, it, you know, the idea that you have to start full lineups every week, start your best lineup. This is a rule that's non-negotiable. You have to start your best lineup every week. Now, there's two reasons that people don't. One is tanking, uh, which is intentional, and the other one is just flat-out disinterest. Disinterest. We don't want either of those in this league, um, but there is a difference between the two. Uh, first, on tanking. People talk about tanking uh, I don't even like to use that term because it, it captures a lot of different things. 
uh, under one envelope. And there's really two ways to tank. There's a legal way, for lack of a better term, there's legal tanking and illegal tanking. Legal tanking is when you're constructing your team. You're making trades. Um, you might not be focused on year one. You might be focused somewhere down, down the line trying to build a team that lasts. You might be trying to pick up draft picks, trade for young prospects, um, just add to your depth. And in doing so, you might also weaken your team for winning this this year. So that's what you're doing during the week. You're making trades, you're picking up waivers, you're constructing your team. When the weekend comes, you still have to start your best lineup, plain and simple. So that's legal tanking if you're doing it that way, but you're still trying to win every week. Illegal tanking is throwing games. You cannot throw games. You can't bench better starters for guys that are clearly worse. Everybody knows what they're looking at when they see that happen. Um, and for that, we do have some penalties. Now, we had to give out some penalties this year, unfortunately. Um, not something I like to do. Um, I, I don't want to ever use those rules. The reason I'm doing that is to give confidence to the other members in your league. They want to see you penalized because you're hurting their chances to make the playoffs in some cases. Tanking is not just about that race for the, the, the 101 draft position. You're hurting other players in your league that are in playoff races by not fielding your best team and giving them a chance if they need another team to lose. This is a serious matter. So there's no excuse for it. Uh, you can't come in and say, I'm in too many leagues, so I got I didn't get to this one. Well, that just means you're in too many leagues and you need to leave some, but your, your league mates don't want to hear, hey, I got another league that's more important to me, so I screwed you here. Uh, Bi-week players should never be in your lineup. There's no time they should be in your lineup. You know bye weeks way ahead of time. You can get those guys out early in the week. Um, injured players, questionable players, guys on, with game time decisions, that's a little more understandable and um, show a little more leniency in those cases. If someone brings up that you didn't start a lineup and I look and it's just one guy who was a game time decision, I'm not going to crack down hard on that. That's understandable. Still try to avoid that. You got to do your best to try to avoid that. That's what this game is about. Um, and if you're in too many leagues, leave some and dedicate to the leagues that are important to you. Um, so the penalties that we doled out in a couple of leagues were third round picks, like I mentioned. Uh, some people were talking about that being too lenient of a penalty. I'm not going to change it just yet because, again, I hope I don't even have to use these rules. That's the goal. But I'm going to leave that as the penalty for now. Uh, the guys that were penalized this year, a couple guys brought up to me that they didn't like it. And, you know, I got to go with the rules as written if it's my call. What I'll do, because it was the first year, and I know not all leagues are as harsh on this, so it's not something people were expecting, I'll take it out of my hands completely, and I will put it to an anonymous vote in your league. So if you received a penalty this year, your league mates will be able to decide. And if they say... Nah, it's okay. Don't penalize them. I'll go along with that. If they still want you, you have to understand they want a fair game too. But look, very easy solution to this. Don't do it. Put your best lineup in every week. We're all fucking grown-ups. We're playing a game for money. Uh, let's just leave it at that. The next item having to do with trades that turned out to be a little bit more controversial than I expected it to be is the trade deadline. Uh, I'll just say right up front, my position here is that you do not need a trade deadline in Dynasty. Trade deadlines are for redraft leagues. 
In redraft, once your team is eliminated, you have absolutely nothing to play for in most cases. And that's when it gets a little bit iffy uh, about making trades after that point for those teams. In Dynasty, that's not the case. There's always something to do. If you're at the bottom end of the standings, you're still looking to improve your team for the future. You should be allowed to do that. Uh, so my position was to just take the trade deadline away completely. I mentioned it. It came up in some leagues in chat. There was some pushback on that idea. Now, I understand the pushback. I listened to what people had to say. And it seems to me that the major problem people have is that they don't want trades happening during the fantasy playoffs. It's just something that a lot of people are uncomfortable with. I wouldn't be, but I'm listening to what you had to say. So what I'm going to do as a compromise is we're going to change the trade deadline from week 11, which it is now, up to week 13, the final week of the regular season. It's just going to give two more weeks for, look, if you're one of the teams at the bottom of the rankings, of the standings, you're going to have two extra weeks to improve your team, to maybe capitalize on some of those playoff teams who are looking to improve, and you can get some picks or some young players out of it. If you're a team that's on the bubble, there's another thing that people don't think about. You don't know if you're making the playoffs yet, and you're battling it out that final two weeks, so you don't know if you're a buy or sell yet by week 11. We're going to give those teams a chance to see things shake out a little bit too. So we're going to make the trade deadline going forward week 13 in all leagues. Um, another item, uh, reseeding for the playoffs. This was a setting I did not get to. I didn't know that you had to set it. and I didn't know it was a general setting. I thought I had to reseed manually because sleepers, you know, they missed so many other fucking things. I just assumed they wouldn't be able to do that, and I missed the setting. So we did not recede this year. The intention was always to recede. It's written up in the rule book that way. So I will be changing that setting going forward in the playoffs every year from now on. The teams will be reseeded so that the top team remaining plays the bottom team remaining, just like it is in real NFL football. One other item here is waivers. Um, couple God, this is something that I guess I'm not going to put it up to a vote. I'll wait and see if if this is something that you want to see happen. Bring it up in your league, and we'll put it to a vote if it makes sense. Uh, that some guys don't like to have waivers run every single day like we do. Again, I don't mind it, but not everybody has as much time to dedicate to this stuff. Maybe we switch to a system where we do waivers every other day or something like that. So bring that up in your league if that's something you're concerned about. We'll see what everybody thinks and see if it makes sense to bring it to a vote. Um, two tight ends. This is an item I want to talk about. Two tight ends. In eight of my ten leagues, we require two tight ends in your starting lineup. Going back to what I said as far as my reason for all the rules, this was supposed to promote balance and activity. I thought improving the value of tight ends would make them a more valuable commodity and you'd see more trades. I think by requiring you to start two on top of the tight end premium that's in place, it actually increased the value of tight ends too much to the point that you're not seeing it. You're seeing less activity because nobody wants to give them up. Similar in some ways, if you think about it, to the fact that we use super flex in my leagues versus requiring you to start two quarterbacks. There are leagues out there that require you to start two quarterbacks. And in those leagues, you don't see quarterbacks involved in trades anymore because they're too fucking valuable to give up. 
I think a similar thing kind of happened here. So I'm going to propose, and we'll put this to a vote, because it is a lineup-related item, um, that we take the second tight end spot and switch it to a flex spot. It would probably be a flex spot where you could only choose between a tight end and a receiver. Um, but I think that would just free up a little bit of the urgency to hold all those tight ends and maybe get a little bit more activity going. That'll be put to a vote, and it will be one of those items that if it happens, we'll also decide what year. We might wait a year to put that in so people can adjust. Um, a couple things. This is one item for my Dynasty Kings 1 through 4, the offense-only leagues. And that is, so everybody else just bear with me for a minute, and that's the Divisions. Divisions was a thing I put in I thought would promote rivalries between teams. Uh, it didn't really seem to do that. Nobody really mentioned it. Um, I think all divisions do is confuse things. They confuse the playoff picture. Um, it seems that in general, fantasy football players in general dislike divisions, and it's just not a thing. I think it was a mistake on my part. I'm admitting that, and so I am going to propose uh, – I'm not even going to propose this. I'm just going to remove the divisions because it does no good. Um, and it's also not hurting anybody to remove them. So that's going to be gone in the coming weeks. Uh, another thing related to just those four leagues, we had a some rules voted on earlier in the season for point scoring. Those leagues are a little imbalanced between running backs and receivers, I wanted to make some changes to make to give them the same point scoring that I use in my six other leagues. It was voted down. People, again, don't like change. People drafted their teams a certain way. I may propose, I'm not going to bring those rules up again, but I may propose to, instead of taking anything away from any position, we would just increase the number of points, keep the tiered PPR system in place that we use because that's what people are used to, but just increase the value of each tier um, so that there's a little bit more balance between receivers and uh, the, uh, running backs and quarterbacks. Um, final item when it comes to rules, and this is an, another easy one, uh, we are going to, there's two separate rules that go hand in hand here. Uh, when do you have to pay when you're trading your future picks? Currently it says anytime you trade any uh, pick from two years ahead, you have to pay the, the league fee for that year. Uh, we're going to change that to if you trade a first or second round pick. We had a, we had a, a situation come up in one of my leagues this year where a guy traded a third round pick from 2022. And then, you know, by rule, he was required to pay. They ended up reversing the, uh, you know, renegotiating the trade to take that pick out. But it seemed wrong to me. It just doesn't seem like that's something we would have to be so strict on so it's going to be if you trade a first or second round pick from two years out then you have to pay that those dues ahead of time hand in hand with that is when people are eligible for refunds same thing if you've traded away your first or second round pick from any given year you're not eligible for a refund for that year currently it doesn't clarify the round i'm going to change that so it's if you trade a first or second round pick you're no longer eligible for a refund. If you still have those picks intact, then you get a refund. Uh, that's it for rules from me right now. If anybody has any ideas, of course, uh, bring them up. This is a perfect time to do that uh, during the off season. Going forward, this is the only time we'll do that. Um, so just if you have something you want to bring up, mention it in chat, tag me, etc. And if it, it makes sense to put something to a vote, we will do that.
So the next section is going to be about what what can we do to keep these leagues a cut above some of the other leagues that are out there and to make sure that they last. In order to get the true dynasty fantasy football experience, you have to have leagues that last a number of years. A lot of aspects of dynasty, like uh, trading rookie draft picks, uh, taking rookies and seeing how they develop, uh, seeing how your trades work out after a number of years, following players on their career path as they change teams due to free agency, even all the way up to their retirement. These are things that you need to have a league that lasts a number of years in order to experience. Otherwise, just play redraft if you want to pick a new team every year. Um, there's things I can do as commissioner. There's things you can do as league members to help that along. Um, every year, there's dynasty leagues that fold. There's people that leave leagues. There's leagues that uh, fold. This year, there's going to be even more of that than any other year because, let's face it, last year it was such a shit show of a year. There were people uh, out of work, people furloughed, people working from home. And we turned to fantasy football and we did an exorbitant number of drafts. There's guys, no bullshit, in your league, in some of these leagues that are in 60 leagues, 50 different leagues. It's just insane. Um, that's going to be impossible to maintain. If you didn't win enough money out of those leagues, when that bill comes due, you know, you're going to be wondering how to handle that. Um, in addition to just not being able to address all the leagues like you would want to, put as much time into the planning, trading, setting your lineups. Um, there's going to be a lot of leagues folding this year. We don't want to be part of that. We want to make make it through. Uh, so again, what can we do? As commissioner, some of the things I do to make these leagues better than some other leagues. Uh, having bylaws is a really easy one. When I go into a new league that somebody else is running, it's one of the first things I notice. Did they take the time to think, think things through, get some bylaws together? Um, bylaws are not there to cover things like point scoring and, and rosters and lineups. Those things you can see right on sleeper. Bylaws are there to address some of the stuff that we, we talked about during the rules portion of the show. Um, the rules that you never want to use, but you have to have there just in case so that if something comes up, you can reference back to it and say, there's a rule for that. I'm going to go by the rule. There's some, I've heard some horror stories. I know some of you have experienced it. I'll give you a quick story from a league I'm in where this guy, and he was a, he was a freaking clown to begin with this guy who was the commissioner in this particular league. Um, you can just, you know, you can just tell sometimes in chat, like this dude is something, something's off. Uh, but he, Got about halfway through the season. You know, this is the commissioner of the league. He realized his team was not doing very well. Maybe he had some injuries or maybe they just were not playing well. I forget exactly why. He, got, he decides he's going to start to tank himself. And truly was benching like six, five, six, seven different guys every week until someone noticed it and pointed it out. And his reaction, instead of owning up to it and trying to do something about it, was, well, it's my league. I can do what I want. And... It just turned into a complete shit show. Other guys were basically saying, so you're saying it's okay to do this. And then two or three other guys started doing the same thing. It turned the whole thing into a joke. Needless to say, I was out of that league the day after the playoffs ended. I only stayed in that long because I had a team in the playoffs. But uh, I wanted to make sure I got my my prize. But I left immediately after. I didn't make a big scene of it. I just, I'm not going to stay in a league like that. You have the bylaws in place to address that kind of stuff. It's an important thing. Um, take the time to do it before you create a league. Um, 
activity is another big thing. As commissioner, you want to be active in the chat. I've got I've got made fun of by some of you guys because of my long paragraphs that I sometimes drop in there and all the stuff I write up. And look, I can take the joke, but I do that stuff on purpose. I want to be the most active guy in the chat because it promotes activity. Um, also, I want to have all that information out there. I want my leagues to run like an app within an app. Sleeper is the app we use to host our leagues. But when you log into one of my leagues, I want it to feel like you logged into an app that's fully prepared to handle the business that you expect from it, to give you the customer service. When we sign up to run one of these leagues, these online leagues, we're basically volunteering to be an online sports book. We're accepting money from people, and we need to be able to return the sort of customer service, the same service you would expect if you were on DraftKings or FanDuel or one of these other sports book sites. That's kind of how I look at my my role. So I'm dropping those updates in those leagues all the time. I want all your questions to be answered ahead of time if possible. I want you to just be able to log in and play the game, set your lines, make your trades, pick up your waivers, and not have to ask questions. When there are questions that come up, I try to answer those as quick as possible. Um, DM me, tag me, you will get an answer in most cases within 24 hours. In a lot of cases, a lot shorter than that. Um, and that's kind of what I do on mine. Now, I know this kind of sounds like a sales pitch right now. It kind of is. What I'm saying to you guys is, stay in my leagues. If you're trying to cut cut down on the number of leagues you have, stay in mine. You know you're going to get the true uh, dynasty experience. You know you're going to have a commissioner who takes it seriously, handles the money correctly, um, handles the league correctly. Everything's covered. So what can you do on your end? Well, one of the easiest things is kind of shit we already covered start your lineups, be active, you know, be a good league member. That's great. That's fantastic. But one of the other things you guys can help me with is recruitment. We want to add new people to these leagues that are good. If you know guys who are you know, really into dynasty and they want to be in leagues that are good, tell them about these leagues, share my, you know, my league documents with them, show them what, what we do here, share this podcast with them, show them, you know, how into it I am. Um, when spots open up in my leagues, the, the method that I use to fill those spots is first word of mouth. I'm going to the guys in my leagues and talking to them. Um, if you recall from when we drafted these leagues, I very much stayed out of that sleeper chat room where all the leagues organized because that's kind of like a, that's where all the, the, I call people degenerates at the top of the show. There's degenerates in a good way. I love some of you guys degenerate habits those degenerates in a bad way too these dudes are coming through looking for ten dollar or free leagues or you know there's clowns in there using making up themed leagues with all this crazy i try to stay out of that that's where all the draft addicts and and the riffraff hang out um i recruited on dynasty nerds dynasty league football fantasy footballers twitter a lot of different places and now i try to use word of mouth when we have openings in these leagues or orphans that need to be filled i intend to do it the same way i'm not going to drop it in that sleeper chat if you guys know anybody bring them in if you can bring in somebody you're going to get rewarded for that by having um, preferable status in joining any new leagues that i create or you can take over one of the orphans yourself but i would prefer um, that you bring somebody new in to take over one of those orphans if you do both you and the person you bring in are going to get preferred status into one of my new leagues. So just keep that in mind because recruitment and holding these leagues together is going to be a big part 
of this off season and I could use your help in that regard. So the last section of the show here is, as we say, going to be a look forward. Um, there's a couple things that we're going to be doing. One of, one of those things, probably the important one that a lot of you guys want to hear about are the new leagues that I'm going to be launching. I'm going to be launching a minimum of two, but more likely four new Dynasty Kings leagues this year. Two offense only, two that include IDP. This is the first time I'm going to mention this in a concrete way. So if you listen to this thing this long, thanks for sticking in there. Your reward is you're the first that's going to hear about this. There are four leagues already created on Sleeper just waiting to be filled. Um, what I'm going to do is half of those spots I'm going to leave uh, kind of reserved for what I talked about. If guys help me out with recruitment and do different things like that, I'm going to give them, have some spots saved for them. I also would like to get some new guys in, like I said, so they might fill some of those reserve spots. And also guys that are willing to cross over from offense to IDP or vice versa is, is who might get some of the reserve spots. The other half, so a minimum of uh, 12 and a maximum of 24 spots are going to go first come, first serve. So if you're listening to this right now, open your sleeper, DM me, and get your spot. These are not going to be drafted till June or July, but I expect them to fill up, and I want to get them filled up ahead of time. If you want to reserve a spot in one of those leagues, let me know. Here's the information I want from you if you're going to DM me about that or if you're interested in joining one of these leagues. Number one, what leagues do you play in with me already? And number two, are you willing to play uh, just offense only, just IDP, or both? Are you willing to cross over from one to the other? Because, again, that might determine the preference. Um, and what I'm going to do is once I get all the people who are interested together, I'll decide who to allocate where and uh, get those leaks filled up, and then I'll notify people. I may have a situation where all those leagues are filled with different people, depending on interest. So you might only be able to get one spot out of the four leagues. Um, so get that information to me soon. Let me know what you want to do. We're going to get those leagues filled, paid, and ready to go as early as possible in the offseason so that we don't have to worry about it and we can just sit down and wait for the draft to roll around. So get to me on that again. Try to bring in new people if you can, too. We love to bring in some good people to add to this sort of little family of leagues that we have. Um, but those leagues are going to be ready to go. Um, final thing looking forward that I want to talk about is some other episodes that I might be doing on this channel. This is the big one. I wanted to talk to you guys about the offseason. I want everybody to hear it if they have the time probably be doing some short ones that are just focused more on aspects of fantasy football that you may or may not be interested in that you could listen to if you have that interest. One that I'm definitely going to be doing is going to be like an intro to IDP. Again, I would love if some of my offense-only league guys would consider it because I got into it last year into in individual defensive players, and it's great. It just it, It's like if you're not doing it, you're only playing half the game is what it feels like. There's a lot of misconceptions about it. It's not as easy. It's not as hard to pick up as some people might think it is. It's very rewarding. 
So I'm probably going to do a show that just kind of lays it out. How do we do lineups? How do we score players? What's some comparisons to offensive leagues you can make that might make it an easier transition? And just kind of see uh, if we can get some additional interest in the IDP format. Um, another one I might do is just on trades. Uh, I'm not the kind of guy who's going to sit there and name specific players and values. There's plenty of shows and publications out there for that already. But I might do one that's just kind of on the philosophy of trading in Dynasty, how values work, how currency works. Uh, because the more people do you have on board with sort of the same idea, at least, the framework of how value works, I think the more activity you'll see. What hurts activity is when people have widely different views on how things should work. And there is a sort of a basic framework to it. And then the other one would be uh, with regard to the elite championship series leagues that I run. So if you're in those leagues, you already know what it's about. If you're not, it's like I mentioned earlier, four league, 48 team series, feeds into a tournament every year for the best teams in each league. Um, for like twice the money uh, forever who wins that tournament each year um, it's going to be a really cool thing really kind of one of a kind thing uh, so I would like to get a little deeper into that than the the basic instructions that I've posted in that channel for that we have on sleeper for that so that is something else that you can look forward to and expect and that is about all I have for you today guys so I want to just thank everybody for listening. I want to thank you all for being a part of these leagues. I do appreciate everything you guys do. Um, as always, if you have any questions, any concerns, you know, you can always reach me, tag me in your league, send me a DM. I will get back to you as soon as I possibly can. Until then, participate, dominate, win cash, talk shit because that is what it's all about until next time everybody see ya <laughs>